The Big Ten has manifested destiny. But your boy Max Christie couldn't manifest a single three. Bah! (laughs) You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, as always, by everyone's long friend, Kevin Greck, and everyone's limerickist rimster? Nope. That, nope. Wow. 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 Jesus Christ. Pride month ends, and now look at what I get. Just the, the knives come out immediately. Unbelievable. No longer your month. No longer your month. <laughs> I love these Mike Jones. I'm just I'm, I'm just celebrating Ron your Burgundy? acts of love. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. So good. So good. Uh gentlemen, how was your long weekend? Full of chores. What about y'all? Uh, we had to leave a campground early because the Let's Go Brandon set were really living for their gas-powered golf carts zooming up and down the drive at 3 o'clock in the morning. And we thought, we're not going to do this for a second night in a row. Did they also <laughs> complain about gas prices as they were eating? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> Look who did this. Revving it out. Uncle Joe. Healing it out. Hmm. That's lovely. Mm. Well, uh, thank you, of course, everyone for listening. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, follow us on the Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Plum, what are we doing this week? Well, gentlemen, this podcast always starts behind the green wall where football always leads. We will talk about what is happening with MSU football. We have sad news. We have good news. Well, then we'll talk about basketball where we have more sad news, but more good news. We'll then head off Grand River. We've got a lot to talk about there. Nothing as important, of course, as news about the Peanut Barrel, which is this podcast's favorite East Lansing bar. Uh, And then if we've covered everything that's going on around the community, we will talk your Twitter questions. And I can see that the first one up this week is a a friend of mine who we've not heard from in some time. So excited for Twitter questions. Awesome. Uh, didn't we say slash threaten we were going to do power rankings again at some point in time? Is it too soon? Uh, as I collected the uh, Twitter questions, one of our listeners has taken it upon himself to announce on our behalf that July Twitter co- questions are open, and these are his first submissions for the month. Wow. So, Ballsy. John Hubbard, taking the initiative, manifest destinying. Twitter questions. Um, mm. So proud of him. Go for him for that. Yeah. Go for a, him. A classic white male move on the 4th of July. I'll just say that. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's head behind the green wall and start with uh, the Starboys. Um, some news that I think, I, I think we intimated at this at one point in time. Uh, but this, it is uh, now- this whole episode, we're going to be doing a lot of like, called it. Go back to episode uh, also, number blah, 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 blah. We prepared you for this. Blah, 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 blah. 
also, this uh, this episode's going to have some heavy topics with uh, some awkward transitions. Uh, very so awkward. Very, looking very forward awkward. to navigating that. Uh, but yes, uh, Jalen Braxton, a uh, four-star cornerback who had committed to Michigan State after visiting Baylor, uh, and uh, has it seemingly had already decommitted from Michigan State, uh, but has now made it official on the old Twitter. Uh, 247-247 Sports had taken his commitment off of our page a while ago. Um, he's number 248, actually, in the nation. So uh, who cares? And, yeah, so who cares? Uh, it's not a big deal at all. It's cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, he is expected to go to Arkansas, which I think, again, we talked about this uh, yeah, at one point did, in yeah. time. Uh, and, Greg, the note you made here that I think is interesting is that his decommitment said he, quote, felt pressured, end quote, to commit. Yes. It's, I mean, we've talked about this. It's a contrast in styles with D'Antonio, uh, where, as we've joked, the man wanted the recruits to go home. He wanted to have them, you know, a nice full home-cooked meal, think about it, talk about it with the folks, and then maybe a week later come back around and decide he's going to commit to MSU. That, that is not the Tuck approach uh, in well, but different ways. This is- but is it? But D'Antonio seems also sort of required. Like, uh, but once you commit, you're committed, and I'll That's kill your family right. if you if you decommit from me. Where Tucker seems kind of like, right. dude, you're here. Look at this. We put pa- pancakes on the ground for some other kid. Why the fuck wouldn't you play here, loser? And then the kids are like, I'm not a loser. <laughs> I want to come. I'm not one of those. I'll commit right now. Mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll commit. I felt. I felt pressured. I can't. I we don't play Arkansas. I wish we played Arkansas so we could really feel some pressure. You know, just a little light pressure. We do indeed wish Jalen Braxton well, no matter where he goes. Right. Um, and, uh, which apparently and MSU is... is still in consideration. But I, I... <laughs> please, but, if he does that, he's a fucking cuck. I mean, at that point, dude, <laughs> stand by. Just go to fucking Arkansas, you douche. Like, happy for you. Good luck. Yes. Wow. But it if you come back to Michigan State, basketball recruit that we'll be talking about oh, in a couple minutes. Wait. Uh, but it, it, I mean, yeah, to 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 say Michigan State is still in the mix despite like calling them out for having pressured him into a commitment, real real unlikely tones, uh, I guess. Um, LOL. The good news: Michigan State is in on a handful of uh, other high-end recruits. Um, yep. So and corners so ranked better well. than two hundred and forty-eight. Cool. I don't know about that. What's that, Greg? And cornerbacks, highly ranked cornerbacks as well. Yes. Uh, so uh, in the, I think July should be a pretty live month for us. So it should be exciting. Um, how are how are we doing with special teams recruits? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Say more. Yeah. You know, ice kickers. I'd rather Hunters. say less. <laughs> I'd rather say a lot less. <laughs> with uh with the letter C. How are we doing with uh with those? Yeah. Cause cornerbacks, that's a C. That's that's special teams, I thought. Right? Yeah. Anyone's sure. gonna know about the letter C, it's plump. It's it's the catchers. The old that's right. <laughs> catchers. <laughs> Get the market ordered on the R's and the C's. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're going to chat about Amani Bates before we chat about Miles Bridges. So that will make for a nicer transition yeah. as we talk about some basketball. 
So, so Amani Bates, I don't know why we're, we have him behind the green wall, but uh, a bit of a homecoming. He falls under uh, basketball. What do you want? I think he falls under basketball. I, I'm going to give this one to Greg. Let me just say, the only thing that could have made me feel compassion for Imani Bates is the news that he is going to be an eagle returning to Ypsilanti, the prodigal son, uh, hated, nay, despised in his hometown, tail tucked firmly between his legs, probably sleeping in the bedroom of his home where he grew up. Truly, truly, truly a beautiful, beautiful sight. And I'm sad for him because his star has supernovaed all the way to hell where it belonged. I'm wrong, though, aren't I? I I shouldn't be taking joy in this. But Eastern? It's it's not a good sign. It's... (laughs) They don't... uh, Folks don't go recovering from this most of the time. It's very rare. Like your Antonio Browns, which it's debatable the degree to which he recovered, ultimately, I would say. Right. Uh, Right. This type of trajectory, usually, players just simply do not come from back from it's very uncommon uh this is this is though the good news for him is that he's still really young the bad news for him though is that he's going back towards all of the things that got him in this position to begin that's it he's and that was it now he's closer to all of that you've got it you've got to think that this with all the louisville smoke that was happening for so long this was ultimately chosen because Elgin Bates can control this more than he can control things at Louisville. So yep. they tanked this poor kid yep. and they're going to continue to tank it. And yep. I think we his all His dad is not a good dude. His dad's not handling this well, that's for sure. I, I, I don't know about the man personally, but... They, I'm just saying objectively, he does not seem to be doing what is in his son's best interest. Well, that's for I sure. mean, he that's certainly thinks it is, but it's very objectively by any neutral observer's standard. This is bad. This is very bad for the kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes that does me, make me feel though, sad for him. feel really good about the takes that we've had about Amani Bates basically throughout this entire process um, other than the euphoria of when he committed initially and we we're talking about how he was a generational talent but everything since then I stand behind that was this. everything we were told <laughs> but, and really, well and, and I don't you think he could have been a generational talent even at Memphis even if he'd chosen anyone to coach under but Penny Hardaway I mean my god like that whole program is exploded. How Penny Hardaway still has a job is befuddling. The whole thing so is kind of after Amani walked away for his back issue, that team actually recovered and then went to the tournament and kind of gave Gonzaga a run. But um, kind of, I mean, this is this is not it's bad. Basically, from that Brendan Quinn athletic story on when yeah. we kind of like yep. found out what was going on. It's just been a disaster. Um, top and yet, somehow, what you guys have on your draft board still have him going mid second round. How that, that's how these things work. Like, yeah. once you get enough, it's heat, a name, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you've I mean, been he can on the cover, sure, he can play himself out though this year for sure. I mean, if he is still as bad at the MAC level, he will play himself out of the draft, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He might play himself out of Europe. Um, uh, all right, let's. Uh, I don't think there's an easy way to say this other than uh, talk about. Um, uh, there's not. So uh, let's just go with some facts here. Uh, Miles Bridges, uh, obviously, a at one point in time, no longer, but at one point in time, beloved Spartan, um, has been arrested for uh, arrested for felony battery, um, for assaulting the mother of his children, um, who has since gone to Instagram, posted pictures of herself post assault, along with uh, a description of the assault, as well as her ER um, chart. Um, I have not watched it, but there's also been a video of uh, the toddler son describing what he has seen. The assault um, happening, yeah. 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 And uh, just, I I couldn't bring myself to watch that. Um, and uh, so, uh, Miles Bridges says under $20, $120,000 bail, uh, to the extent that it matters, and it really doesn't, uh, but Miles Bridges was like, half a day away from being a free agent. Again, that doesn't really matter at all, uh, but it is no. a context in the news story of what has, when this all happened. Um, this is, uh, there's been some questionable other Miles Bridges behavior. I think we can say nothing that, decided that was not to cover. N- nothing that rose to the level of morally reprehensible in the way that, that this clearly yeah. does. Uh, and so um, I don't have, I, like, I don't know if we want to talk about this is why you don't build statues. Uh, I don't know because like, wait, no one's going to be shocked that we're going to say we're anti-domestic violence. Like that's not going to be a, a take that's worth mentioning here. Um, but it is. I, and for like, those I, I think that about, want to say, let's wait until all of the facts come out. I mean, we already have a fair number of the facts. Uh, yes. A physician we have the pictures. Looked- victim yeah. we have the pictures we have the discharge papers um there's a the toddler statement yeah you can you can start coming to conclusions on this as unpleasant as they are and yeah I, I, you know i i think back on like when you know that that moment of miles bridges saying he's going to come back for a second yeah. year yeah and I think we talked at the time, you know, this is before we were doing the podcast about like what a nice group of young men that we have. And I, I think it's maybe a bit of a reminder that uh, most abusers, um, folks don't know that they're abusers. They're not, yep, right. you know, like uniformly terrible people across the board. Um, and so, I, you know, I don't... I, there's nothing I can say as a feeling that that really matters here because like there's a real victim here, a real a whole host of victims that are his family, but um, just fucking piece of shit. Yeah, this has been a uh, this is go ahead. Uh, there, this has just been quite a um, trying time. I'm not trying to put this in a larger context and what I'm going to say, but I'm just acknowledging it's been a trying time for the basketball program. We've lost Adrian Payne. <clears throat> Keith Appling is in jail or waiting trial on felony murder. Yeah. Um, and and now this. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's just sad. And it's unacceptable. Um, there is a special place in hell for people who 
while people who resorting to physical violence with people that you love or purport to love is its own mental illness. Uh, but doing it in front of children is truly, it's beyond loathsome. It's true. It's just, it's, it's unspeakably. It's, I don't have words for it. It's just terrible. So he's a terrible fucking humanless, godless piece of shit. Um, we really w- wish the worst for him. A massive disappointment is an, a terrific understatement yep. and yep. hope that he's able to um, get the help that he needs. Uh, but really, you know, fuck it. Uh, fuck him. I, I hope that his wife uh, or the mother of his child, I should say, the woman that he has abused and the children um, are able to get a ton out of this in terms of support, in terms of courage, in terms of um, the financial resources that they need to be independent for the rest of their lives. Um, and, uh, and that's what I hope for them. And I just want to say for people whose attention on Twitter, especially was about how he dropped the bag this close to sort of the finish line. You know, I, I, I get that that's one way to look at this, but that's right now. Not, not really the look we can do that retrospective in a month. Like, I think that's maybe not right now. That, yeah. This yeah. was the wrong He's, he's the, still going to get paid. I mean, the truth of the matter is he's still going to get paid handsomely to play basketball at some point, um, which mm-hmm. is really unfortunate. I think I speak for the three of us when I say it, we don't think he deserves to be able to play basketball oh. professionally again. The, uh, the only reason, the only reason that I will permit him the possibility of making money to do that is so that his, so that yeah. the mother of his children and his children can have that money. Because it, the, yep. the really messed up thing about all of this is how do you punish Miles Bridges without also punishing the family? Right. And like, I mean, question. that's and, that, like, that's, that's a really tough thing to grapple with here is that when you talk when, about, he was that close to fumbling the bag, right? Like that, that was their money too. Yep. When, in the yep. NBA, when they inevitably let him back in the door after like an eight game suspension or whatever it is, that's what I'll be. That's what I'll be reminding myself as I roll my eyes and I spit, you know, off to the side. We have a Twitter question coming up about all time favorite Spartans. And we, Jonesy, you mentioned that moment that he had with Izzo with the Spartan statue at a time when MSU was in needed a moment like that. And it's just tremendously disappointing that we that that a guy that could have been in consideration (laughs) for something like that has really it's really, really incredibly disappointing the direction that he's gone in, the actions that he's taken. And I don't want him back on the floor at Breslin Center ever again. And yeah, I hope we don't see him back on the floor at Breslin Center ever again. I, yeah, I, I would, I, I assume that's a bridge too far for Izzo. I assume. Well, we have my team. All right. Um, anyway, well, we need to transition off these topics. Let's talk about men's yeah. tennis recruiting, huh? Bing, 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 bing. Let me get up. More get up my. Let me get up my horn. My more star boys. <laughs> uh, so 
Greg, you sent this over, but I, I think we talked about the high. There's a new coach for men's tennis who alum. Uh, was a long, yeah, alum and long time or long enough time assistant coach who uh, yeah. did a bit of an Ephraim Reed, left us for Illinois. I think it was Illinois. Uh, and then was hired back within like three weeks. I don't think he'd even left East Lansing. It's also an Izzo uh, to Tulsa situation. A lot of these happening. Mm. Mm. Uh, so um, his recruiting class, though, is kind of interesting. Uh, it's a top five recruiting class, and I believe there are two recruits in it, or at least two primary recruits that are worth mentioning. Yep. One, the, the, the big deal is that there's a kid out of Okemos, right? And that Okemos kid is like elite. Super good. But then he did go out of state, I believe Virginia, and picked up another recruit. This, you can tell that we're big tennis, uh, the tennis ball uh, with the racket and the hitting of the, the with the net and the, yes. the ball it, so- and the lines. Basically, what has happened is MSU Tennis uh, has signed a top five recruiting class in the country, uh, which is a big deal because MSU Tennis is not competitive overall. So it's bad. To, it's <laughs> bad. So uh, I believe like they almost as bad as swim and dive. Well, they're still here. So uh, <laughs> well. Uh, they've only made the tournament one time. Uh, I believe that was in 2013 or thereabouts. And their Big Ten record is just abysmal. It's so far under 500. Um, So to have (laughs) something like this early in a coaching tenure is very encouraging, though. Uh, I know that there are plans at the athletic department to really move the needle on facilities for these types of sports um jenison is you know raising money to get a full revamp there's talk about an additional building over by uh over on munfield um but uh it's very impressive uh but now you've got to convert right you got to actually do something yeah. with a class like this so uh and it's actually yeah uh it's actually you know very exciting it, it, Things could be happening here. I had honestly, I don't know where the men's tennis team plays. I don't know. It's where you tailgate, right? It, that's where recreational tennis happens. I don't know that is, that's where based the upon actual the, is based upon play. the record. Is there a difference between recreational tennis? And oh, tennis? it's all recreational. Anyway, do they just empty the pool out and play in the bottom <laughs> around the mounds it, wait, of dirt? Is it on the track? They just set up a field. Or they just put they just put the hurdles out and use that as a net. <laughs> so very encouraging, very encouraging for a, an up and coming team. But now you got to convert, right? You got to do this. Uh, anything else? Anything else on men's tennis that you guys want to talk about? No, but I I, I guess a broader uh, picture. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. But Alan Haller seems to be making some. Yeah. Good hires. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying we're going to be world beaters in all these sports, but he seems to be hiring people who are deeply committed to putting a competitive product out on the, the field or the court, which it, 
I don't know how you could be in a job for 30 some years and lose like they did in softball and tennis. Uh, and, and how no one could care. I mean, at the very least, these are good hires because you couldn't have done much worse than the status quo. So, yes, yeah, right. Alan Haller's like, you know how I look like a genius? Just turn over all the, the non revenue sports and the coaching because they can't be worse. So, yeah. I've automatically, I look like a good hirer of coaches. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's head off Grand River, and before we get to the news that I think everybody cares about, we need to talk about conference realignment. No, uh, we of course need to talk first about the peanut barrel being <laughs> sold to the owner of Crunchies. Um, this is literally off Grand River, um, and well done, well done. For... It's actually on Grand River for being really well, no, it, technical. It, 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 just off, just off Grand River. But it, the plaza, yeah. the outdoor plaza, is so large that yes. then it, it is actually off Grand River. You know, it's not <laughs> like right up against it. Regardless, yeah, Plum. If if anyone was going to buy the barrel, I'm just glad that it's part of an ownership group now that understands, will understand <clears throat> what yes. makes the barrel special, and will probably only make those small tweaks around the edges that they want to make. But I Buckets. I think we can say with a high level of certainty, the barrel will remain the barrel that we all know and love. I mean, if it isn't... A bucket of olive bar- burgers? Oh my God, I would love a bucket of olive burgers. I'd love a bucket of quarter pound hot dogs with coleslaw on top. That's what I'd love. Listen, if they do anything do think- to fuck with that menu, it's going to be a problem. Do you think they bought... The peanut barrel just to get the Long Island iced tea recipe. Uh, yes, I mean, hundred percent, right? I mean, it's not much of a recipe. All of us have seen them pour it. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's a god for sa- it's god forsaken. It's a it's truly because it comes in that yellow glass, that yellow that yes, that old yep glass. heart. It's it's you can't really see through it. It's, mm-hmm. it's opaque on purpose. What yes, color was- is this that I'm drinking? It was originally purchased in like 1976. It's been served tens of thousands of times. Is this why I have so much plastic leached into my body? Because I've had so many of these specific Long Island (laughs) ICs. Yes. Uh, uh, Just a note, if anyone's listening from uh, from the ownership group over there, it's not lost on me that the MSU FCU next to the peanut barrel is closed. There's a shared wall that could be opened up. We could get a little bit more. Wait, and and do you understand? Hold on, I didn't realize they closed that branch office of the MSU FCU. Yeah, because wow, they're opening what the nine-story building downtown. Well, so they do have that massive one. That used to be their kitchen. They sold it to MSU FCU, and I they're still that. there. I read about wow. that. I they, they outlasted the bank. Wow. I like the idea that you can go up to the tellers and they will just pour you Long Island straight out of each mm-hmm. teller. Why not? Why not? Let's do what it. I can't believe is is how big MSU FCU has gotten. I don't know what year it opened, but I just remember like that was the only real branch. When we were students there, they opened the one south of F lot, whatever it was that yeah, there's one down in like the cornfields for some reason. Yeah, literally. And that was like, that was now, hey, we got a new headquarters in the middle of corn and cows. Come check it out. And now, the, and now they've got like, yeah, this, anyway, we're talking too much about this, but hot dog. Good for MSU FCU. Good for the barrel. 
Good for crunchies. Good for everybody. Speaking of things that are maybe long run, good for everybody. Hmm? Uh, yeah. Probably. Hmm. Yeah. Do, All right, let's talk about conference realignment. Let's Did do you it. guys hear? Uh, There's been traction on this. In the late, late hours of the night, a couple nights ago, uh, it became uh, announced that it would soon be announced that UCLA and USC were joining the Big Ten. Uh, that has since been confirmed for the 2024 season uh, or 2024 academic year is when uh, they will be joining the Big Ten in all sports. Uh it it appears that as soon as that news broke, Stanford, Oregon, and Washington all immediately reached out to the Big Ten and said, hey, <laughs> You know, Colorado reached out to the Mountain West because they're broke. Uh, but the... Uh, it's so mean. It's just... It's so mean, Michael, to kick the, the broke buffs while they're down. And they're the already so dumb. Did you see what happened to them this football season? Right in the nuts. Wow. Garbage. What what happened? What happened? Oh, they were just bad. Is that what you mean? They were just terrible. They were like truly okay. awful this season. They won like one and a half games. No. A half a game. It was uh, a victory. Also, Notre Dame is actively considering an application. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, so it's we rumored. should discuss what the rumors are. Uh, of what is happening immediately for the rumors. So go ahead. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it is, it is suspected that uh, Notre Dame, the, the strongest rumor. Well, I don't know. They're all pretty strong at this point in time that Notre Dame is actively considering an application. Uh, it is almost certain that the big 10 would accept that immediately. The problem is them getting out of the ACC uh, grant agreement they have. Yeah. Though my understanding is that, Notre Dame can essentially make them a new offer to like re-up the contract. And if the ACC doesn't accept those terms, then Notre Dame can terminate the entire contract. Interesting. So, so Notre Dame can essentially make a wholly unreasonable, like you will give 14 me- quadrillion gazillion dollars. You guys, all the monies. <laughs> And We're going to need you to have Touchdown $10. Jesus actually come to all of our ACC away games. Yes. Uh, that Clemson Tiger better participate in mass. Uh, yeah, all of those things. Uh, and if the ACC doesn't accept, then they are free to leave. Is my understanding. Uh, also, uh, as mentioned, Washington, Oregon, Stanford uh, have reportedly reached out. I've also read that the... Big Ten wish list, if you will, also includes UNC. Um, if you're looking for uh, an ACC target, so, so we we should say then that Washington, Oregon, and Stanford, it's said, are being held based on the outcome of the Notre Dame talks, um, and the reason for that I've I've read is to see what happens with that ACC grant of rights. So the grant of rights is the is what the universities sign off to their conference to get television rights on their behalf. Uh, and those things are ironclad. They're what's driving these years. So like when, right. when uh, USC and UCLA can't join until 2024, it's because of the grant of rights. When ACC right. can't do anything until 2036, it's because of this grant of rights. 
Same thing with Oklahoma and Texas. Didn't These they just re- didn't the ACC secure. just renegotiate that for themselves? Isn't yeah. that why that's so, like a year ago? So yeah. or two years ago now. Uh, so they're stuck in a deal that is going to start looking worse and worse and worse over time. Um, but who does a 16 is, year or whatever it was, 15 year? Who does? Why? Why so long? I mean, that is insane. It's like uh, it's like. Uh, burning the ships you know it's like you're we're all stuck in this together till 2036 you guys i i don't know well uh it doesn't seem like a good idea no you go down a bit of a, a legal uh wormhole on this because none of these grant of rights have a governing provision related to state law so like where the contract is governed by oh and the reason being is because each of these institutions, the public ones anyway, enjoy sovereign immunity. So it it's questionable like whether – if you wanted to pull an ACC school and the dollars were worth it, an ACC school would leave. And they'd yeah. just be like, it's under North Carolina law, obviously, and we can leave this contract because we're a state agency and blah, blah, blah. And so it's it, – it, I mean – if it was worth enough dollars, now they would be sued, which is why it needs to be worth enough dollars. But the, by all accounts, the Big Ten is about ready to drop drop a Scrooge Mc, a bag that Scrooge McDuck would be <laughs> jealous of uh, on its member the institutions. And picking up the LA market is not nothing. Yeah. The rumors that we talked about were somewhere north of a hundred billion, hundred million per team per year. Now they've added. Hmm. One of the largest brands on in the country in USC, another really good brand in UCLA, and the LA television market. So you got to think, what, 120, yeah. 125, yeah. 130 each? Yep. Um, yep. Then you add in, then you drink the PAX milkshake. You add in Washington, Oregon. It's getting even higher. Um, yeah, pick up the Seattle market. That's not nothing. Yep. Um but the the idea is see what happens with the ACC grant of rights. See if that gets uh, noted or uh, UNC available or like whoever else you want on this list. Now, who would you? So I think it's pretty obvious in the pack. The only real question is like Cal. Do you want Cal or not? And no. I'm a, I'm inclined no. to agree with that. I don't think Cal would even want to join the big. Probably Ten. not. Yeah. I don't think Just Cal like, wants itself. I think Cal wants the big one to happen in California and they just slide in the Pacific. I think that's <laughs> what they want most of all. Um, so from the ACC, I'm curious what you guys think. I hate to say it, but obviously Carolina is the big one. What else is appealing of this list? Like, do you do you want to go over go after Georgia Tech? Because Georgia Tech has Atlanta, but it's also like a Big Ten school that like drove to the Orange Bowl, took a nap in Atlanta, and then like forgot to leave. Like I, it's incredible just like how Georgia Tech exists in the South in the way that it does. Um, Clemson is, is new money worth it. So my way? understanding is that the Big Ten is not backing off the AAC requirement, but so. it would for Notre Dame, like. Notre Dame is yeah. not in the ACC, in the AAC. Yeah, though, I mean, I guess they did for AAU. Nebraska, but let's... Yes, AAU, thank you. Yes, yeah. AAU. I mean, Nebraska got its exception after they lost their membership, but, like, 
if we're comparing academic prestige between Nebraska and, and yeah. Notre Dame, I, I'm not really concerned about Notre Dame's academic prestige. No, no. Yep. They were smart enough to turn down certain people from their law school, so they've clearly got the chops. Whoa! Um, shots fired! Yes. You know, hey, Kevin, uh, I, I'm a little hurt that you're shooting shots on my birthday. I don't know if either of you. Oh my God, that's it. It is your birthday today. I always forget. <laughs> I actually remembered earlier. I did remember earlier, and I was like, oh, I'll sing a song on the, on the, on the pod. Yeah, that could have been our introduction. We spent so much time on our introduction. So much time. And we could have acknowledged Jonesy. The Big Ten manifested destiny and two co-hosts couldn't even manifest a happy birthday to Michael B.P. Jones, Esquire. Oh, I hate you both. Anyway. I can't believe I look forward to doing this every week. The other one that gets baited about is Virginia. Thoughts on Virginia? Virginia? We're doing ACC only right now. Yeah, well, because there's nothing in the um, Big Twelve that you would take unless, I mean, unless you could convince uh, Texas to not go to the SEC and just come out. Would you take Kansas? I don't think so. Honestly, no, no, no. Icky, icky. Wrong cultural fit. Is Kansas a good school? I don't know. They hired Bill <laughs> Self. Can't be. Uh, they are an AAU member institution, uh, ah. but um, yeah. Boston College. Just let's just go all the way up into New England. Let's just do it. Yeah, go just slide up the seaboard. Um, it can be corner to corner from L.A. to to, Bo- to Boston. Um, yeah. So I don't. I mean, know. here's the thing. I don't care. Um, my thought is right now, I don't care about the ACC because the thing is with their dumb grant of rights situation is that they've really found themselves in a bit of a pickle. Big because uh, the world is changing and they said, no, we're going to stay put for another yeah. 14 years. Yep. So I care more about killing the Pac-10 right now than anything else uh, because they dead. So why don't we go ahead and take Washington, Oregon, and Stanford? Stanford. I mean, it's, that's it. Those are the three. What? <laughs> I'm going to be old man yelling at cloud for a minute, mostly because I Go read Chris's uh, article on the athletic and I, Oh, Vanini's, you know, yeah. Vanini's was, article. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm with you. Also, Utah it, AAU so. member, by the way. Huh. The Utes. I, yeah, I think, you know, I, I am the one who's looking at this and he, you know, I, I saw myself reflected in the article that I'm the person that's winning, right? The Michigan state fan who's excited by what this represents for the big 10 for what it represents for our student athletes. That's I'm excited about those things. And you know, at the same time, uh, there's some, this is concerning. If you decimate the PAC 12 PAC 10, whatever the fuck it becomes Mountain West. I mean, there's no reason why there couldn't be reorganization there. And I think taking all of the talent, it does create, I don't know. It creates uh, super leagues. I mean, I know we've had the P five Power Five conferences, and I guess that's kind of what this that that is. All right, we've kind of already had that in the de facto thing. So maybe this it's a is, concentrated version of that. Yeah, it's more, and so maybe that's a logical extension, and maybe divisions become the new conferences. I don't know. So maybe it, it doesn't really matter. But 
I mean, in some respects, if the schools in the ACC actually adhered to the grant of rights contracts that they've signed, that could be the one thing for the next 14 years that keeps, I wouldn't call it parity, but would at least prevent the complete uh, bifurcation of, you know, intercollegiate conferences in the way that, that at least Chris Vanini is afraid that they're growing. Well, and I want to be clear that I, I'm, I'm not happy about this in, in a broader sense. I, I, yeah. There's not, sure. I, there's nothing, it, no affiliation I or affinity I feel towards UCLA and, and USC. I mean, it, it, you know, I guess it's it's nice that they're historical rivals in the sense that we, you know, they were regular uh, foes in the in the Rose Bowl. That's nice. Um, you can. I, well, I, I, I can't really see much of a similarity because they're in a, in a place that no one gives a flying fuck about college football. Um, but the, I don't, I, I like beating the SEC and this feels like a, a win over the SEC, but yeah. I, I don't like this. I don't, yeah. I don't like the college football playoff in its current iteration. Yeah. I don't like that, that making the Rose Bowl is not good enough anymore. Um, because yep. it, it, because it's either you're one of the four teams or it's nothing. And so there's a lot that I don't like about the situation. But to your point, it, it does feel like we're in a shit or get off the pot situation right now. Mm-hmm. And as the Big Ten, yeah. it, this feels like a you got to make moves. When, they, when the SEC picked up Texas and Oklahoma, it's about money. Yeah. And it, one thing that I hear time and again from old people is – College football is good when X big program is good. College football mm. is good when Y big program is good. And that has always irked me in a big way. But this further consolidation is sort of that to the nth degree. It's sort of like the manifestation of that. It's the haves getting way, way heavier uh, over the yep. the programs that, you know, won't have an opportunity to come up again. You Oregon wouldn't be in consideration if it was the Oregon of 15 years ago. Uh, yeah. And it, it, now but for Phil Knight, but exactly. If, if uncle Phil Knight wasn't there for this, they would not be in consideration at all. Um, and it, basically this realignment means that one of these teams that we all just sort of accept is going to be left out a, you know, a wazoo or a Iowa state or a, you know, Texas tech, which is, you know, sort of also having a bit of a, of a rise, a Baylor, you know, to grab another one from, from Texas, they're going to be Baylor's in Dallas, right? Out. Uh, Waco. I thought Houston. Oh, I'm just wondering what media market they're in. I might Baylor might be worth the TV sets. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, it's going to make that much more. Waco. Boise well done, Kevin Greck. The Boise States of, of the aughts, much, much less likely to happen. And that's the stuff that I, yeah. you know, this, the stuff that's happening outside of my team, I care about that the most. Um, but those are the things that make me turn the TV on and sit down and, and watch, uh, you know, a Boise state beat in Oklahoma or something like that. Um, and it, we're going to lose. We're going to lose that. We're going to, it's yep. going to yeah. be gone. But what you're going to gain is 
2025, UCLA basketball is going to come to the Breslin Center and play in a conference Bore game. the shit out of you. And it, I, I can't wait to, for the first UCLA MSU basketball game, personally. Sure, sure. I can't wait to see the Trojans run out on the field of Spartan Stadium for the first conference game. I can't. Those things are exciting to me. So yeah, yeah and and we, we we take it as gospel that Penn State is a member of the Big Ten, but they joined in '91. Yeah, it's I mean that that's not that long ago. No, I remember you know, when it was happening. Yeah, I was really young, but I I remember people like talking about it. So so I I, I think the I, I I echo Plum though that and I it's not lost on me that this is a a bit sad. I just don't know. It this does feel like a coup for the Big Ten, though. This feels like a really smart and strategic pickup, and they're like, "How can we murder the back, the Pac-12 right now?" Yeah. And then who else can we pick up that maybe gets us TV sets? It's a one hundred percent like I drink your milkshake situation um, of the backpack, uh, and things are happening immediately. We saw those reports about Apple TV coming back to the bargaining table for the TV rights now with this uh, yep. in in consideration. The other thing that's interesting about this is it's still a factor and it's all still being driven by TV, but it seems like we're getting away from simply like TV markets and now focusing on brands as well, which is really beneficial to MSU because MSU is a way better brand than it is a TV market. So that benefits us in the long run. Um, the other thing that I've been interested to see in social media and discussion on this are the teams that people think are have nots in the Big Ten of the like better watch your back teams. Mm-hmm. And the ones that you would expect are there, the Rutgers, the Maryland's, but then also it's been interesting to me. I've seen a lot of Purdue mentions, I've seen a lot of Nebraska isn't holding up its end of the deal mentions. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like do you think the Big Ten would ever dump someone? I guess is my question. Nebraska. I think, you think they would, so. I would think they would they would dump Nebraska. I mean, it is is Nebraska a weirder pairing than Rutgers, do you think, for the Big Ten? I think Rutgers, and I know this is going to be very unpopular. I think Rutgers gets needless and nonsense bullshit sent their way. I mean, and now you know how badly Jones is missing New Jersey. The there is their football team uh, uh, a joke largely over the last, uh, you know, what? When did they smoke us? Oh, four. Oh, and then Mel Tucker's first year. Um, So. So. Uh, Jonesy's measurement of football teams is does sitting in their uh, stadium physically punish you with volume. That's his mark right. of a good team. But That's I believe it. I believe Rutgers in terms of all it like if you measure all of its athletics uh across the board is relatively a a pretty competitive university. So, you know, I know we pay a lot of lip service to the non-revenue sports here, but Rutgers I think is pretty good at a lot of them. Um Yeah. They also are a really good research institution. Like Rutgers does not need the you can give them shit for their football team and they deserve it you can give them shit for their stadium and yes they absolutely deserve it 
their practice facility, which you could poke a hole in and it would deflate. Yes, do all of those things. But we uh, to pretend that Rutgers is a bad school is nonsense. Uh, so I just, I don't know. I don't, I think Rutgers is more of a cultural fit than Maryland is. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Yeah. Maryland is just sort of like the team that snuck in the back door and is just like standing in the, in the dark and the shadows. And it's like, no one look at me. No one noticed that I'm here type of thing. <laughs> They're um, like, Hey, you need an even number, right? Even number. Yeah. Us. I, do you think if they did conference realignment right now, and I know you can't do this in a bubble, but do you think Maryland still gets the call? I mean, it's a big universe. I mean, really what this is now and the core of all of this is big flagship universities that are now and will continue to produce tens of thousands of alumni a year that will go on to be fairly okay professionals with extra dollars and cents in their pockets paying attention to football. I mean, that that's really what this is, is what universities are going to produce more alums with disposable income and in what volumes than others. That's what's driving all of this. Um, so I, yeah, I, it's, I think it's uh, super interesting. It is super interesting, but it is money. Like that's all this is, is money. You're right. It's interesting that it's about brands. That's, that is fascinating. That's a really great way to think about it. It's not about geographic alignment though. You know, I think Jer, uh, JD underscore Jer Bear was bringing up to us that, you know, he advises kids in, in non-revenue sports and Plum, you, you probably could speak to this. Mm-hmm. The soccer kids are flying commercial. Uh, they're not flying charter. Correct. So, uh, you know, What's their experience going out to L.A. going to be like? Uh, probably not pleasant in the middle of a school year. Yep. Yep. Taking the Amtrak all the way across <laughs> the country. The, uh, the Uncle Joe Biden approach. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the benefit of adding the other West Coast teams is that it'll give like a pod. So you only have to, like it's going to make that complicated, but you can do it. I mean, as Jared will recall, the CCHA used to have Alaska in it. So those Alaska student athletes were flying into the Midwest for all of their away games. So it can, it can be done. I don't mean to, to dispute it. Um, but we were talking in our group chat about, about the student athletes and about the, the new TV contract. And then, you know, we're in the era of name, image, and likeness. What if the Big Ten, what if the Big Ten says, we're so far in the diminishing returns with this new TV contract? Maybe it's 150 million a school or something like that. What if you just cut in the student athletes on it? I mean, that would be a tremendous competitive advantage against the other team. It would murder the other conferences, the ACCs that are tied to this. 30 million a year grant of rights situation, whatever is. To Didn't the SEC the just renegotiate too? Yeah. So hmm. that could be a huge competitive advantage potentially. I don't know if it could work with NIL as it exists right now. Um, but Yeah, but that book's still being written. I mean, I, we have not seen anywhere near the end of how NIL rules are going to be continue to be set. It, it's, 
tip of the iceberg. And I think this is for me, it comes back to kind of what Vinny was writing in the article. Like this is what's driving this is money. What's driving this is cash. And this continues mm-hmm. is power brokers continue to identify opportunities to capitalize on this through TV markets, through ad revenue, through recruiting advantages so that they can get more money. I mean, cash is yeah. king in this whole thing. And that's, that's the shame of it. And I think that's what the fear is. Right. And I know we've just covered it, but it's, wasn't it always though? I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yes. In some ways. It was never not about money. It, like there was a yeah. brief moment in history where it was not about money. Sure. It was about sport. And then as soon as this stuff started going uh, on TV, it became a front porch, if nothing else to your academics, right? This was a way for you to, to, to gain brand notoriety and get more people to, to enroll at your school. That's the way John um, Hanna looked at it. But uh, the the one other thing before we move on from this, because I, I I cannot say enough, like I'm with Plum, there's a lot about this that is just depressing. Though yes. I'm yet pro Big Ten going Death Star and everybody, and yeah, if they want to cut in student athletes as a, a re- recruiting boot, that at least would actually be name, image, and likeness money. That would genuinely be their name, their image, and their likeness and being right. compensated for it. But the um, the last thing I want to talk about is I am shocked that the Big Ten kept this so quiet. Mm. Like it was, yes, tweet. It was tweeted like two hours before the graphics were sent out. Like the graphics were already made, uh, and that is pretty impressive. So I don't know if we salute Kevin Warren on this. Like, who are we saying kudos to? And well, we'll see when the TikToks get published and the books are written. Uh, but it sounds like the, it sounds like it came up about starting last Sunday, right around when we were recording. And it just sort of accelerated over the course of the week until I looked at my phone after a meeting at two o'clock in the afternoon. It <laughs> said UCLA and USC are joining the Big Ten. And it happened several hours later. <laughs> uh this is, a, a, I think, an appropriate time to remind people that Kevin Warren's son plays for Michigan State University, and uh, we we accept all the favors that come our way. Um, all right, let's let's head to those Twitter questions, shall we? I don't I don't know that we got Do more to it. say on this. Yeah. First you- up, Plum, you want to take us into it? Yeah, my buddy Zando Calrissian asks. The other day, I had a dream where my wife changed our phone plan to a cheap prepaid service without telling or asking me, what is a reasonable reaction? A divorce. I mean, you have to, you have to leave her. It's out of your hands. At this point. The postpaid phone contract is sacred, and she broke yep. that covenant. Postpaid, <laughs> as, we, as we call them. Unless, unless she switches over to burner phones because she has a life of intrigue and mystery that she wants you to partake in. Yes. Otherwise, I'm, I'm with Greg. Cut it with off. With other dudes. Just like that cell phone bill. That she wants you to partake in. Or this gals or other folks with an X. Yep. All right. We're not prudes. Let's, can't read, can't write. Uh, not prudes. That's the whole podcast. <laughs> All right. Next up is Elon Bloom. How much additional money do you think schools will get with BTN on in the LA market. It was the number two TV market I learned this week. (laughs) So that was information that I had before. Uh, I mean, a lot, a lot is the answer. 
but I think it's more about the brands. I think it's more about USC and UCLA themselves. But you've got to think, 15 million, 20 million more a year having those two, at least, something like that? Yeah, because I think the, the UCLA probably draws a fair percentage of their alumni from the state of California, but mm-hmm. I don't know that that's true of USC. Um, I think USC is a much, much more national school with its reach. Yeah. Yep. Um, next up from Elon Bloom, uh, who would you consider your favorite all time Spartan of any sport? This is what I was referring to earlier. Absolutely. Drew Neitzel. It's gotta be (laughs) everyone's favorite Spartan. You got me with the Drew. I leaned all the way in on that one. Yes, you Um, did. Jonesy, are we taking Stanton and we setting him aside for the purposes of this conversation? I think we have to. I think we have to. It just Uh, wouldn't be fair to include him in something like this. No, it would not. Uh, This is a relatively easy answer for me, though. It is Cassius. Cassius yeah, is the name that's immediately after Drew Stanton that I that I came up with. I've also uh, I've really liked uh, Greg Kelser over the years. I found myself watching <laughs> tweeting exclusively at him. Yes, that and then also watching uh, Pistons games just because he's doing the color on them. Uh, that has happened in the past. Um, so somewhere in there, so one of those, one of those, and then of course Maddie C because of that hair. And oh. um, mm. Next up. He needs to trim that beard, though. It's upsetting. <laughs> next up from John Hubbard, the man that called July Twitter questions. New July Twitter questions award idea. Jones calls the winner and sings the university beloved alma mater shadows <laughs> on a phone call that totally won't be recorded. <laughs> I can co-sign this. Great suggestion. John Hubbard. You know what the beauty is, Plum, about having you on the podcast and bringing you on as a listener guest? We can trump Mm. him. The two of us can override him with our votes. Yes, we can. So let it be. This is indeed the award for July Twitter questions. On the day of his birth, let us make it so. You don't get to bring up my birthday when you forgot it. Until I reminded you that well, it was my birthday. Technically, I, I'd remembered earlier. I had remembered earlier. And what and then, proof of and, that? What proof? And is then there forgot. That? And then forgot. You, what you uh, don't you don't take a man at his word, Michael? At, at my very word. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I was taking a leak actually when I remembered it. But mm. that's neither here nor there. Oh, I think it, I think it's very very relevant. I think uh, it's here. And there. All right. Next up from John Hubbard. <laughs> how about this uh, idea for new football divisions in 2024? MSU, U of M, USC, UCLA, Northwestern, Butkers, Wisconsin, Maryland, and one to reflect the beach culture of those states. Everyone else uh, for the culture background in the second. They could be called Beach Boys and Studs. <laughs> it's unique. I'll give you that, John. You get very, points for that in my book. I I did appreciate someone had uh perfectly aligned the conferences as red and not red. Not red. Yeah, that was a very very good one too. Yeah. Apparently that's uh, been floating around for some time. I think that that should be a whole thing. 
we I want to continue to see the suggestion uh, conference alignment um, or divisional alignment suggestions based on just absurdities like number we- of syllables and names or the ages of the current university president's first children, firstborn children. I don't know. But there could be some fun ways to do this. Do we think now, because we were not that long ago talking about them getting rid of divisions, do we think now that we're likely bumping up to 20 teams that divisions are in fact necessary? Yes. Functionally, I don't know how you couldn't. I don't know what, I don't know how you would do it without divisions. How does this affect basketball? That's what matters. And scheduling is going to be really interesting (laughs) in basketball. Yeah, I mean, gone are the home and away games, you know? (laughs) The home and homes? The the home and homes there? I'll kill someone. someone. Kevin Pauga is going to have a lot of work to do. All right, next up from John Hubbard. If the dairy store approached you and offered to make an ice cream in your honor, what would be the base flavor and what would be in it? Greg, it's vanilla for you and uh, rice cakes. (laughs) That's not true. It's frozen the goop from the Matrix. Not just coming out of the tube in liquid form, but now maybe like frozen in a A nice cube. And you can like chip away at the edges of it and let it melt in your mouth. And that's where the joy comes from. So much joy for you. It's vanilla, and what would be with in the it? rice cake? I've, That's pretty. I've sad, never had actually. a. I've never had a plum flavored ice cream, but then I think that would be it. A base flavor of plum with little um with little raspberries and cherries in it. Yeah, mm. and chocolate chips. Hmm. Uh, what, what do you think? What do you think hobbits have? Elderberry. Elderberry. All right. Very floral. Very floral. All right. Next up is Nate C. Hey, Nate. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Would it mean more if some football trophies were only up for grabs every two to three years? Would that make the games more fun with increased stakes? That's a great question. Yeah. We're going to find out. Keep, Keep Paul Bunyan for two or three years. Keep the old brass spittoon. For a, it would be we for hell been, for a decade. We have been in the habit of keeping those for long periods of time. Thank you. Uh, it's like it's like the megaphone trophy. Like when that comes back up for grabs again here yep. soon, presuming that happens, it'll be the first time in several years. Like, does that raise the stakes? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Does distance make have the they, heart grow fonder? Have they, have they dusted it? I don't know. It's down in West Lafayette. I haven't seen it. I don't know what the, the, you know, those filthy. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. They're little leprechaun hands. Yeah. Uh, We're going to find out because. Did you say it was in West Lafayette? Oh, yeah. I meant uh, South Bend. I I know. I was. I was like, I swore this was a trophy with Notre Dame. Yeah. We have a trophy with Purdue. I was very confused. All right. Uh, next up, Nate, you're going to cut that to maintain credibility? Nope. All right. Nope. That leaving it in. Which two teams from each conference slash independence other than the SEC would you want to see in the Big Ten? Good question. Good question. 
I I don't think this is going to be popular, but I'll take that vanilla Notre Dame and I'll take. I'll take it's from each conference. I'll take a. I'll take a Texas. There we go. Texas. Yeah, I'll take a Texas. All right, so from the ACC, I really like those those basketball games back. We played like four basketball games against them. I remember consecutive years. I liked those games. ACC, I'm taking uh, UNC and Boston College, and the Big Twelve, I will take Baylor and Kansas. Yeah, I knew I was going to say Kansas. Uh, uh, huh. Uh, I guess those are fine. I don't really care. Uh, definitely not. I mean, I know the ones I don't want. I, I actually liked uh, Georgia Tech. That uh, I, uh, that consideration I had not given earlier. And getting into the Atlanta market would be huge. Although Michigan State actually kind of permeates the Atlanta market for the Big Ten right now. There are more Michigan State fans per capita in the metropolitan Atlanta area than I think any other school. Um, Big Ten speaking. So... You know, is that maybe true? We don't really need what, them. What's driving yeah. that? I don't know. There's a huge connection. There's a huge like Detroit slash Flint connection to Atlanta as well, though. Um, oh. And I would guess it's probably that. Yep. Interesting. Multiple Michigan State like fan bars throughout the metro Atlanta region for hmm. games. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. Uh, next up from the Nate C. Uh, how would you punish Miles Bridges without punishing his? Family, we talked about that. Uh, kind of, we talked around this already. Um, Let's take his I money. Mine's Let's take all this money. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Let him play, and ninety-five percent of his salary goes to his family in a living trust. So, hot dog. Okay. Next up, <laughs> Mick Hammer Lefos. I don't care that's if that's how, how you say it or not. McHammer. That's how McHammer has been McHammer. Who we Mc- missed last week with a first time question about Philadelphia. And we're sorry, McHammer. <laughs> sorry, McHammer Lefos. What's the best and worst college towns, not including the state of Michigan? I'm assuming they don't think that the state of Michigan is a college town. Uh, I'm guessing that the answer for best and worst is the same place, and it's Boulder. Boulder is a fantastic <laughs> town, and it is a garbage college that is broke. Broke. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Uh, as, as much as, uh, you know, I've been saying forks down my entire life, uh, I don't mind a time in Bloomington, that's for sure. And then, Jonesy, what is what passes for a college town for Rutgers? What What was that side street that we went to? <laughs> that it, it, You know what? You're right. It is indeed, well, so Piscataway is where the stadium is. Piscataway was whatever, fine. But then you go to New Brunswick, and that was truly, I saw pictures from somebody recently who was like, I went back to college, and they had pictures from New Brunswick. And I was, I felt sorry for them. That, 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 that was, was their college experience. That was our, what we came away from when we were there was like, it really bums me out that this is their college town that they have to go back to. 
that that people say this is the best time of your life. Don't don't waste a second of it, and that people think that 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 really was the best time of their life. I feel so bad. They don't know any better. They don't. They, they don't, don't know any better. Uh, uh, you're an idiot. Bloomington is a terrible place, and it's a fugly <laughs> campus. But Columbus might somehow be worse. Yeah. But but what do you like? Uh, Where are you going? Oh, I don't have a. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't best, and I don't know. I I, I used Emory? to like. Uh, it's in the. It's like in Druid Hills. It's like north part of Atlanta. It's not. Druid Hills is disgusting. Uh, no one that lives in Atlanta or has to get to or from Emory thinks that it is a good place. The campus is cute because it's all Spanish style, but it's not. The the place itself is not nice at all. It's just like way too trafficy and busy and not college town feeling. So there we go. Just Virginia's long, got long pause appeal as well. Oh yeah, uh, Charlottesville. Yeah, George's. That's all I think of. Wow. Next up, always Rough. thinking 1835. Yikes. First question, because we've got numbers and letters and Roman numerals. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I should have looked at the style guide to see what the actual ranking is supposed to be among the letters. No, that was a that was a deliberate in. joke. Yeah, it's I know. definitely poking oh. fun at at someone oh, who shall well, follow. I know, but I'm curious now, technically, what what is first in the order in the style guide? Anyway, they, continue. Plump. It's a ruin numeral, right? Considering all aspects, and then he or she names them, overall enjoyment, comfort, cost, etc. Which is the best camping option? Tent, trailer, RV, or other? I'll go first. It's other. It is rooftop tent attached to your Jeep Wrangler. And I know... That one cool Nate would agree. <laughs> and all of you pores will never you know the experience. You can hook up Jones, your fifth wheels, you, you losers. Uh, I mean, I am partial to the tent. Uh, you know, I enjoy the backpacking. Uh, so, you know, that is what you take uh, with you. Uh, though some folks do enjoy just doing the hammock and putting the mosquito net over the top of them. Though, you know... Mm-hmm. If it gets wet, that's a bit bit of a problem. So yeah, you can do you can do a fly over the top of your hammock though. So I'll um, I'll take the other option. Uh, no camping. That's the best camping. <laughs> There's the other other. Great. Next up from always thinking eighteen thirty five. Letter A. What kind of breakfast cereal shopper are you? Always the same type. Whatever's on sale. Off brand bargain bag. Expensive organic stuff. What you guys got? Not a child. I don't, buy, I don't eat cereal. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy breakfast cereals. <laughs> Sorry, and you know Greg doesn't eat cereal either. At least nothing with flavor. I mean, he'd be more it's of a grape nuts kind of guy. Cakes. So rice cakes all morning, all day. It, the answer it, is whatever. Raisin bread, too much flavor. <laughs> yes, you, you know what? <laughs> yes. I should have known that yeah. the cheapness would override. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mean this the has like lots of flavor? First. It's on sale though. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I guess I can tolerate the flavor if it's cheap. <laughs> the, and, and when you say the flavor, you mean that it has flavor? <laughs> yes, just flavor, just the flavor of flavor. I suppose. The flavor of taste. I'll just think of my wallet when I'm experiencing this horrid flavor. 
the sensation uh, that I've heard described. <laughs> and finally, for always thinking 1835, would you give me the July Twitter question championship if I, a longtime dedicated Samsung phone haver, switched to an iPhone just to leave a five star review on the pod on Apple Podcasts? Ooh, uh, I do choosing believe us you over can... the brand loyalty. I, wow. I believe you can rate uh, on on the on the the Spotify. Just saying, but you know, but no it's not Apple Podcasts. We ask him for that every week, and he's never obliged. So I would say, oh, we're thinking eighteen thirty-five. You're gonna have to find out. You're gonna have to find out the hard way. All right. Next, next up, up is Mamapolif. Mamapolif uh, with. Four or negative four? I'm confused. Yeah, negative four. Okay, negative four. Have you wait? So then this is in the wrong order. <laughs> negative six. Watermelon preference. The newfangled oh seedless kind negative or four. the ah. Negative four. Have you ever worked with or met those people that don't even stop working on holidays? And am I not referring to saving lives as? I am not referring to saving lives as a profession. Let's say podcasters. Uh-oh. Well, Uh-oh. my belief, I expected to be uh, celebrated today for my birthday with my dear friends, and then I found out I don't have friends. So- you know, I think what's more interesting is that this Canadian person is going to try to attack us for, for celebrating our freedom, our hard-earned freedom, by doing what it is that brings us joy and we do best. Enjoying each other. Is this really work, gentlemen, to you? Yeah, don't they I still put, recognize the queen? They do. They, they need her to dissolve the their parliament. They you do. Know, they have a governor general. Canadians. Yes. Mm-hmm. How pathetic. Boo. It is. Next up, really Mamapolif. Transitional housing is back. MSU fresh people this year can expect to have an additional person in their room. But you will receive a reduced rate on housing. Are the savings worth having the professor spend a few weeks with Grooch and the not real Jones or vice versa? Well, I know Grooch would sign up for this if there's savings involved. That's right. So, uh, Plum, you were an RA. How do you feel about, uh, I don't know why they call it transitional housing when they just mean to say, we sold too many rooms. Well, because usually through attrition and some other, you know, kicking of people out, they it isn't it doesn't last all year. That was very rare that you would have uh, three people in a two in an uh, ideally two occupancy room for the full course of the year. Uh, I don't know. Are the savings worth it? Probably not. Those rooms were pretty tight, but if you. <clears throat> Because you think about it, if you loft both, I mean, I guess now they have the modular furniture. I don't know how the I modular do. furniture would work. Because we remember, we would have those companies come in and like build you the loft in the yeah. dorm. Like that was their specialty. And you could do that pretty creatively. And you could loft it pretty well for three people if you needed to. But it gets, as you know, it just gets very, especially if you're in a room with a suite. Could you imagine six people having to share up one little bathroom as opposed to four? That was hard enough. Yeah. Good point. The other thing worth keeping in mind is if I understand the market these days, it's hard for freshmen to get into Brody, which had the biggest rooms. So yeah. that factor Wait, is gone what? as well. Yeah. It is- it's all upside down. Yep. People want to be in Brody? 
Yes, yeah, it's a, like a party yeah. over there now. Fully re- renovated and it's appealing now. Yeah. And they have that mat. The cafeteria is new and fun and, you know, yeah. I don't care for this. All right. Uh, next up and last up from Mama Leaf, watermelon preference, the newfangled seedless kind or the old new fashioned fangled. seeded and tastes oh so sweet kind. Or are you too young to know the difference? Did you ever partake in watermelon seed spitting contests to see who could send it the farthest? Hmm. I'm glad you chose to take time out of your day to write this question, Mama Belief. Um, I don't I'm know if I've ever. I don't know if I could tell the difference. The taste that that's kind of throwing me a little bit. I'm pro GMO. Put me on record. <sighs> <laughs> Cancel me for that take, please. All right. Being pro GMO, right. cancelable. That you didn't pass yeah. a purity test over there, Michael Jones. Didn't there pass is. the purity test. Uh, next up from the oh, upper no. deck jerk guy. We're just moving on from watermelon. I don't know what to do with this question. I don't know what to uh, do with it either. When will at Plum Alex do some limericks again? You know what? I, totally I wrote one. This, by the way, I wrote one in your honor, my friend, and I did it based on some shenanigans that took place in my house before we hit record today. <clears throat> vacuums can't clean without noise like a dog who squeaks with her toys but when it's pod time and this host wants to rhyme it gets quiet till the rap horn deploys and if i had been better and <laughs> knew i was gonna do it you would now have heard It really does. Really, really does. You can take this act on the road, buddy. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Next up, the protect jerk guy. Does Grooch have any talents other than just being there? Uh, (laughs) Saving money, jerk guy. That's that's the whole thing. Just being there, just the whole thing. They they can't get rid of me. They're dependable. Except for those times when I'm not dependable. Other than those times, totally dependable. And the answer is absolutely not. No talents. No talents at all. Uh, next up for Mr. Neurotic Pants. Wow, I get two in a row. Grinch. Grinch. Oh. I, I noticed, noticed that, that after, after a year long. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna... <laughs> Keep doing it, you fucking idiots. I figured you shouldn't read your own question. Grinch, I noticed after a year long absence, Q is back. Do you have any intel or interpretations you'd like to share it on the pod? Any predictions regarding the future Big Ten commissioner slash Wolverine deep state activities? Thanks, Spartan Nation Patriot. Yeah, uh, obviously this was all done by the deep state. Um, actually, it's not real. Kevin Warren is not a real person. It's actually Larry <laughs> Scott wearing a, a mask, and he's going to lead us all to ruin. Um it's all right there. It's all very clear in the Q drop that that's what's happening. Fortunately, Mike Lindell is on the case and is making a special pillow that will uh, pull the lid off of all of this. Um, but yeah, that's that's what's happening, Patriot. Uh, also, making Donald J. a pillow <laughs> that will pull the lid off of all of this. <laughs> 
My favorite part is Larry Scott in blackface is... <laughs> okay! <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Oh, not good. No. It's not good. Oh, <laughs> it's, no. it's really, really not good. <laughs> oh. Next up from Mr. Neurotic Pants... I mean, we can roll our eyes, weep, kvetch, curse the stars, or even scratch out butts. But there's nothing the fan base can do to limit who the Big Ten brings into the conference, is there? Keep scratching out butts, uh, Mr. Neurotic Pants. Am I work? And tell me your technique. Um, And finally, do you think you'll ever travel to L.A. to see a non-Rose Bowl football game? Probably. It could happen. As in played in the Rose Bowl or not played in the Rose Bowl? Like it, I think what he's saying is a conference away game at com- USC or UCLA. Yeah. yeah, of course. I'd love to do that. It'd be fun. Yeah. Big fun. Big fun. I'd make a trip out of it. Yeah. Of course. Uh, uh, I feel foolish, and- kind of on this note, uh, I feel foolish that I made a big deal of going to the Washington game because it's like, Oh, how many chances are we going to ever have to see the Spartans in Seattle? And this time next week, Washington's going to be a member of the Big Ten. Member so. of the Big Ten, yeah. 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 <laughs> we will indeed be playing more conference games than anybody else next year. So uh, just remember that when the rankings come out. That's right. Uh, all right. Uh, next up from Spartan 18770. Numbers and letters. One, potato salad or coleslaw. Coleslaw potato sound like rice cakes. Oh, Plum, <laughs> I'm shocked by your answer. I, I love potato salad. I do love coleslaw. I do love coleslaw, but only on a quarter pound hot dog at the barrel. Fair enough. Uh, two, why is the Big Ten acting like a 15-year-old nerd boy? Plum, you read that one. I'm, even I'm going to skip this one. Greg, you Jesus got this. Christ. Uh, the the crux of the question is uh, why know, are Greg. we why are we letting crux. Notre Dame do this to us? That was that. Why aren't we being more assertive? Is the question here? Um, and uh, the the answer is um, the Notre Dame spell the ball right now. It's the, it's the big one. Um, so the big 10 is going to have to be a a bunch of little nerd boys with a mess on their hands. Just hoping to, or in in the pants as it were. Indeed. Uh, and finally from Spartan 18770, uh, I think this is to plumb without directly being to plumb. Who do you want to see, see fail the most? A Max Christie, B Jim Harbaugh or C 18 year old social influencers. I'd like to announce the winner of this week's uh, July podcast uh, Twitter question competition, uh, Spartan18770, for this great question. The answer is Max Christie, uh, and it's easy to see why. He is already failing, and it is beautiful to see. So we continue to wish him the worst as he fails upward in life, upward and upward again. I don't know. Michigan's recruiting class is like 55th in the nation. So Jim's yeah, but he, a, and Jim was already failing. like he's John L. Smith. Jim continues to fail. So we don't have to want to see it. He already is. The 18 year old social influencer is by definition of being 
a social influencer at 18 already failed because the rest of their life is just going to be downhill and it's going to be constantly striving after the glory they've already got and can never reattain. Max their Christie is the is one on the their Max Christie is on the precipice of doubling down on his mediocrity from this last season and oh it is going to be delicious. I do not want us to miss the point I just made though though. Mm-hmm. Though though. Uh that Jim Harbaugh is pulling a John L Smith. And I the don't think we should sleep on trip that. right now. I mean, yeah. Oh my god. I mean, but what's worse is that he's got his daughter doing a bunch of bad TikToks of him on the script. No. Sleeping in airports, uh rapping M&M. No. That's so you can expense it. It's all work. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh next up Joe Ashworth. One. If this current incarnation of Draymond Green could play on the 2022-2023 Michigan State basketball team, would he average a triple-double? Quadruple. Come on. Triple it up. Come on. Why stop him at triple? Let's go. As long as he's not taking shots. Uh, still, even in yeah, college, I, don't... I would want him taking those threes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up from uh, Joe Ashworth, give me one good reason Hawaii shouldn't be the next addition to the Big Ten, please. I can give you six, and it's each of the hours that they're different on a time zone. It's too far. That's a nine-hour difference. It's too far. It is like another world, basically, Hawaii from the East Coast. Uh, And then finally from Joe Ashworth, a gaggle of five stars are walking into Spartan Stadium. They stop at the river to eat some melting moments. A submarine emerges from the Red Cedar, and Mel Tucker appears wearing an admiral's uniform. The crews take pics with the sub. How soon are we number one in the recruiting rankings? I mean, does he need to be in an admiral's uniform? I think that's the one part that might turn them off. I think it's... I think if it was a Captain Crunch situation, maybe. <laughs> With the Commodore's hat, you stupid dumbass. This is great. Why not just him coming out like Poseidon, shirtless and with like merman tail? Isn't that the better? In and a, a cigar, cigar. yes. In a trident. An underwater cigar would be very impressive. I'd be about that. I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> Tuck coming for sure. Uh, next up from the Jer Bear, as a native, I can't say I ever got big into this holiday, presumably the fourth or Jonesy's birthday. I'm not sure. Uh, and today's events can't change that. Yes, uh, we have not acknowledged the... Uh, because they're just so frequent uh, at this point. Um, it was the another... second one of the day, Kevin. It was the second one of the day. Uh, and Jer asks, am I a baddie? A Debbie Downer for that. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, dude. Do you, brah. And I think today's events totally underpin the fact that if you want to say that you live in the country that is the freest, most independent, most democratic country in the face of the earth, uh, the facts would seem to dispute that when we can't create laws that a majority of Americans want to live with. Uh, we want to respect rights that are afforded. It should be afforded to uh, women to control their bodies. Again, laws and you shouldn't even need a majority of Americans to agree with that because it's about your personal body and autonomy. 
So, I mean, I think uh, celebrating American freedom should make you really ask more questions uh, than, than just blithely draping a American flag off the back of your gas-powered fucking golf cart and revving it up and down uh, wherever the hell you rev it up and down. Uh, you got to wrestle with the tough shit. So, no, that isn't, uh, that isn't Debbie Downer. That's, uh, I, think, I think it's what it should mean, being a contemplative and uh, engaged American means. Yes. Jesse, all right. You want to co-sign that? <laughs> and he leaned in. It's been. This a, is why. This is why we can't have the visuals because you leaned in like you were gonna drop some some law school stuff on us. Um, no, but then I don't. No, I, I don't have anything great to say here. Uh, it, it, I will say it was. Uh, it was already a weird week to be thinking about celebrating the country when I'm contemplating whether I think the whole entirety of the Constitution is broken. Yes. I also thought a lot about how we celebrate July Fourth as Independence Day, and I was thinking about how I once explained the mailbox rule to my wife um, that like your acceptance of a contract is becomes binding once you submit something into the mailbox. It's not when it's received. So like King George didn't get our Declaration of Independence like for a whole two months later or something. Right. But like we celebrate right. the day we dropped it in the mailbox, and I, I thought that was kind of funny. Anyway, I like that. I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's an ugly time, and and the whole thing's broken. And uh, today was super depressing, but my son waved a flag around, and that was kind of cute. So oh, I don't know. Good. Uh, and so I fireworks for the first time. Yeah. And it's my birthday, so stop shitting on my birthday. And to be more fun, I guess, he says, your recently played list from Spotify, iTunes, etc. is downloaded by Mel Tucker, obviously listener to the pod, uh, and must be used to select an entrance song for the 2022 season. What song is chosen? Can it just be the cold open from this podcast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. Just the Max Christie hate blared out across all of Spartan Stadium. <laughs> and everyone uh, is just I'm never going to give you up. Like, mm-hmm. Cosign. Cosign that. Cosign. Probably uh, going to be Industry Baby by Little Nas X. Solid. Come on, Mel. Solid. Come on, Come Mel. On, Mel. All right. Uh, Greg, favorite of the following summer sports events, Wimbledon, NBA Draft, and U.S. Open. I don't know that it's my favorite, but NBA Draft is definitely the one that I pay the most attention to. I don't know about y'all. You guys watching the Open, spending a lot of time following Wimbledon? U.S. Open. U.S. Open because you turn it on in the afternoon and then you get the best nap of your life. Also, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen what their intern is doing on social media this week, but it is kind of amazing. Oh, I have not. Uh, Regale me with this. Uh, so uh, someone tried claiming uh, that, uh, the, that tennis was not a sport in the U S open mentions to which their Twitter handle replied. Uh, this person was a Seattle Seahawks fan. <sighs> I did see this. Yes. yes. And made fun of the fact that this person watches, uh, drew lock, uh, as a quarterback, as a fan, like, and, you know, and then, uh, and then gave a ranking of the top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL and drew lock was not on that list. Uh, <laughs> <so> that was, <laughs> and then, <laughs> So Drew Locke caught a lot of strays and then like he had fun. They, their intern is doing fantastic work uh, on behalf of the U S open right now. And I would have not cared about the U S open, but for whoever they have running their Twitter account, you should go take a look, Greg. You would not be sad. You did. It's a nice okay. little wormhole to fall down. 
I will fall down it. All right. Last up, Real Mike Jones. Another week without a commitment. I'm starting to get the shakes. <laughs> when will this end? Do I need to check into rehab? Uh, I think we've got some crystal balls coming in our way. So. Yes, that. And uh, Real Mike Jones, just mask it with heroin, man. Just, you know, <laughs> r- you know, chase the dragon. If you have to chase the dragon, there's so many things that can give you the shakes, bud. Just, just try a few others. Just try a few others. <laughs> but, uh, just throw it on the pile there. Just why That's not? Just why not? And by the way, there uh, is no rehab for Michigan State sports. I just, this is it. This, this is it. You're, you're at, you're at, you're at the bottom. This is it. Welcome. Rock bottom. Uh, what's up? Next up. From the real Mike Jones, Joey Chestnut ate 63 hot dogs. What's the most you've ever ate of one item? <laughs> he did that and put someone in a chokehold. Uh, a protester. A twofer. Oh. Yeah. What? While he was yeah. eating the hot dogs? Yeah, a protester came up on stage while he was mid-competition. And he like, I don't even know that I would call it a chokehold. It seemed more like a twist of the neck situation. Just like murder. Like... The way that they do it in like secret agent films, just like it felt more like that than chokehold. Yes, uh, but that's a thing that did happen today. Um, I clearly have not spent enough time on social media over the weekend. Huge and people mistake. were celebrating, and I was like, mm, I don't know why we're celebrating this. Don't know because why. there's I, nothing because, there, and I don't know what Joey Chestnut looks like. I'm assuming he's well i was assuming he was going to be obese but i'm sure he's not obese i'm sure he's like 15 pounds because nothing makes sense um but i'm just picturing just a very large portly individual shoving their face full of more hot dogs and then half-assed like pretending to murder somebody that is the quintessential american that's it of course i saw this in a movie i can do that and then fumbles at the man's head and neck like poorly inconveniencing him like that is america that's it that's that's what we've signed up for that's perfect perfect it's who we are on our day definitely got a glimpse into joey chestnut taking himself very seriously eating a lot of hot dogs as if it's a real thing that really matters to eat gratuitous amounts of food while people actually starve so Uh good on you joey there it is uh U of M made UCLA join the Big 16 just so they could make it back to the Rose Bowl before the year 2060. How excited are you to hear about how it's the most meaningful regular season game at the Rose Bowl ever? We are going to get some of that. That is going to be a thing. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Can't wait. Can't wait. Big fun. Big, big, big big fun. Big fun. A lot of downers Uh, on this episode, but some uppers too. But like some uppers too. The, the real Mike Jones is going to do to get over this whole commit situation that he's in right now. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, gentlemen, uh, thank you for celebrating my birthday with me. I really want to say I really appreciate you guys making it a special day for me. And uh, and go green, go white. Go away, Michael Jones. Happy birthday. I'm so happy to podcast Fuck with you, you today. Up. And then also, Plum, it's good to see you too, as always, but mostly Michael today because it's his day. And uh, happy birthday, Michael Jones. And happy birthday, America, on the uh, mailbox rule that I just learned about. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>
I hate you.